Alright guys, welcome back to Wrestling 101 with Jackson. I'm your host, Jackson Booth, and this is your co-host, Stephen Booth, baby. We're back for some more. Sorry we've been gone for a while. Yeah. Jackson hasn't been wanting to do it. Hey, I've been I'm late. just kidding. We've been kind of busy and all that. But yeah, we're back into it. We're going to stick with it and uh, quit forgetting about it. Yeah. But I hope you guys have been enjoying it so far. And uh, since, you know, this is Jackson, you know, kind of teaching us about wrestling here and there. Yeah. Since uh, we talk about wrestling on the show, we're going to open up the show. We just want to say thank you first to everybody who listens and all the downloads. Gracias. Or gracias. gracias. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry about that. I meant gracias. Anyways. Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, just thank you guys, and uh, we're gonna talk about some of the new. Go let him in real quick. That's, that's we'll talk about doing. some of the new stuff that's been going on. Come on, boy. And of course, the whole world's been buzzing the past week. Ever since uh, seeing, well, about a week and a half now. Ever since. Ever since CM Punk uh, came back at the pay-per-view, everybody's been talking about old CM Punk I'm back with back. the WWE. I'm glad he's back, too. Because first he went to WWE and left, and then AEW yes. came back. Oh. Yeah, quit moving around so much. Be still. But, yeah, it's been a good week in wrestling. Like I said, CM Punk's back, and guess who else is back? Randy Orton. Ooh. Yep, Randy's back, baby. Stop. And um, looks like who's going to be going after Roman Reigns in the bloodline. Not for sure who CM Punk's going to start his little shindig with. But it was funny at the um, pay-per-view, the last pay-per-view, it was the War Games. It was funny when he came back and then and then Rhea Ripley went... I'm moment. He went, I'm That was the day after oh. Jackson. That was my Monday. Oh. That wasn't at the pay per view. I've got what And you was you that. didn't even watch it. I watched I, it and told you about it. Yeah. Anyways at Monday night raw, Randy Orton told uh Rhea Ripley because she's always saying mommy, mommy, and he's like, Well, mommy, guess what? Daddy's back. <laughs> Dominic must be mad. Yeah. So we should see what happens. It looks good. AEW, there isn't anything new happening there. Um, Christian Cage beat Adam Copeland the other night. Dang. Yeah, old Edge lost. Him and his old friend Christian Cage are fighting. I want to see that match big time. I'd like to see them uh, tag team one more time before they no. retire. No. No. They was a good tag team. I watched one of their matches, but... After one, Christian Cage, Christian Cage did all that. Nope. But yeah, they were a good tag team. But since we uh, go over some of the historic stuff of wrestling and try to teach you guys more that there's more than just the WWE that exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, since uh, they're coming out with the movie called The Iron Claw, it is about the Von Erich family. Now, of course, Jackson and some of you younger listeners didn't grow up when it uh, was going on in the no. 80s. Wrestling was totally different. 
was nothing like it is now. And we're going to go through that to kind of give you my experience as a kid seeing it. Because these guys, you got to understand, especially here in Texas. Uh, and there was pretty, there's pretty popular around the United States, but mostly in the South, mostly here in Texas. But they was pretty big uh, over uh, in other places in the world, too. But anyways, they were like uh, movie stars. Like I was telling Jackson, when these guys would come down to the ring, I mean, girls were grabbing them, smooching them. And it was like the Beatles. It was crazy. The the atmosphere would go crazy when them guys would come out. It's like, aha. I mean, girls would go nuts. It, just, it was crazy. But we're going to go over that and talk about you know, some of the uh, stuff I witnessed as a kid growing up watching that stuff. And I think it'll be good. I don't know how long these episodes are going to last or how I'm going to divvy this up. But we will get into it. And get into it. we probably won't do it today. We might look up a YouTube video real quick when we start talking about Fritz. You know, while we're sitting here talking real quick, I'm going to go ahead and pull that up on the uh, YouTube and have it ready. So, I mean, because Jackson ain't ever seen it. Nope. And when uh, Fritz was wrestling, the father, wrestling was uh, so different. I mean, there wasn't any flying, high-flying moves or nothing like that. Everything was pretty basic, a bunch yeah. of... Uh, Headlocks, uh, submission moves, wasn't anything jumping off the rope. Like they that. might come off the uh, second rope doing a double axe handle. But that's or something. it, because because in the background it was like black and white for the TV before before they started adding all the colors. All right, well I got one pulled up. I don't know when it is, but it looked like an old black and white one. When Fritz was a young man. There we go. Okay, I'll have... Alright, I have one pulled up. And don't tell me what year this is or anything, so... I just pulled up Fritz Von Erich Wrestling. So, don't give me a, like I said, it don't give me a uh, time or anything of when the match went on. But we'll go through that when we start talking about uh, Fritz. <clears throat> but, like I said, I think this would be a good uh, little bit, little thing to cover up here. I mean, to cover. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, here is the story of the Von Erich family. It was pretty tragic. And Jackson don't know this. But a lot of the family passed away because of they killed themselves. Yeah, that's why it's such a tragedy with the Von Erich family. Three of the boys, I think. I know one, two. Yeah, three. I know three at least did kill themselves. That sucks. Yeah. That's why it's such a tragic story. All right. The Tragic Story of the Von Erich Family. In the history of professional wrestling, oh, in the history of professional wrestling, the name the Von Erichs will always be the name 
that conjures feelings and joy and sadness in equal measures. What can one truly say about the pro- prolific, iconic, unfortunately tragic saga of the Von Erich family wrestling dynasty? Their story is built on one perfection perfect for perfecting their in-ring craft alongside each other as a family, resulting in an ample mainstream success. However, it's also a story that shows just how good the pro wrestling business can be and how how it can be cruel and it can be uh, or it can be good and as well as cruel spanning several years this is this tale regarding who one of the wrestling's greatest uh, families fell from grace cuz they were big we cannot pretend that we can we cannot pretend this is the uh, happiest of the of stories, but it survives as an important story, telling uh, regarding one of the world's oldest sports, and that is true. Wrestling is one of the uh, oldest, oldest sports. With A twenty four's The Iron Claw, starring Zach Elfhorn and Jeremy Allen White. And Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He's MJF. in the movie. MJF is. That's why I want to watch that movie. There's a lot of <coughs> wrestlers they use now in the movie for Mm-mm. to portray wrestlers from that era. So I'm really wanting to watch that. That is cool though. MJF is in it. Yeah. And if you don't know who MJF is, he's Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And he is the AEW champion. 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 And he is the youngest rising star in wrestling today. This is one of his best Christmases ever. I'm better than you and you know it. <laughs> it's uh, slanted to be... Re- uh, the movie is uh, going to be released this month, I think. the Around the 20th, I think. Dang. So, yeah. That's uh, the intro of the story. I look forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie, too. The Rise and Fall of the Von Erich Family. It pays It pays to be the bad guy, but no more so than in professional wrestling. A business hinged in battle between good and evil. Dang. The, well, think about it. There's always a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah. Always. Uh, where was I? The balance of in-ring skills mixed with a longer-than-life hill persona is perfectly exemplified by Jack Atkinson, which is Devon Eric's real name. Their last name, oh, they were Atkinsons. Atkinsons. But, see, uh, my family on my mom's side, and your kin, too, on mom's side, they were Atkins. But not Atkins' sons. Because I used to think, oh, are we kin to them? My dad's like, no. All right. Okay. By Jack uh, Atkinson, a.k.a. Fritz Von Erich. 
per Kevin Von Erich's interview in Dark Side of the Ring, he noted that his dad was a former football player and wanted to stand out as a wrestling heel. So he opted to portray a Nazi. And back then, that was Nazis, That's a, that was Hitler's army oh, in World War II. So he portrayed himself and took the uh, last name, you know, that Von Erich, to sound some more Germany and more Nazi. So he chose to be a bad guy. Okay. Okay. First problematic yet effective. Gimmick actually originated while he was training under the tutelage of another pro wrestling legend, legend Stu Hart. Stu Hart is uh, Owen Hart and um, Brett the Hitman Hart's dad. Okay. What was that? What was that at? Dang it, I hate it when I talk. Okay, from Stu Hart. Come on. Well, I hate it when they do this. Okay. Building Fabe as uh, being from Berlin, and Von Erich quickly became a widely despised heel, especially alongside his tag team partner, Waldo Von Erich whose Nazi gimmick also preceded Fritz. Despite neither being German, the two portrayed the most distortedly of foreign heels, easily able to rile up the fans. That means they was good at their job if they get them fans wound up. Throughout the 50s and 60s, a few people... A few people could generate the kind of nuclear heat the, that Fritz could. Easily prime. Sorry. Be still. See, you made me lose my place. Easily prying upon people's patriotism. Fritz also became known as the creator of the Iron Claw. Simple yet effective move. Of grabbing an opponent's head temples and squeezing. That hurts, don't it? I do it to the kids a lot. For playing around. I'm like, yeah, where's the amulet? No. <laughs> and Fritz helped pave the way for his family's future success. All right, we're going to take a minute right there and stop. Yeah. Now, if y'all want to watch this, you can. Like I said, the. Uh, I typed in Fritz Von Erich matches, and this is a Laguerre Tyler, I guess, that posted it. I'm not for sure when this match is, like I said, so I'm not for sure when exactly this uh, was going on during his um, uh, wrestling time. So, but I will have to turn it down because I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Isn't it copyrighted? I think. Yeah. Okay. See, look now. That's Fritz over here. <clears throat> that's the ref, of course. Okay. Look how big he is. Dang. Just compared to the ref, he's taller. Yeah. Let's get on with the action. 
because they used to always, back in the day, Jackson, they kind of like they do uh, here when wrestling comes. Yeah. They check them, make them sure they're not having any nothing uh, illegal. That's they used to do that all the time. Like brass knuckles or anything, open wind. Yeah. Now they don't do that for some. This reason. match is a long one. It seems like it was uh, seventeen minutes almost. We're not going to watch the whole thing. We're, I'm just trying to give Jackson a, an idea of how the wrestling was back then. And y'all are more than welcome to do it, too. Right now, Fritz has him in the corner. See a lot of punching, headlocks. Man, he threw a good working punch. Yeah. And the ref breaks it up because he didn't get him out of the corner after five. And see, back then, the um, referees really stuck to the rules. Yeah. And see, back then, you couldn't throw anybody over the top rope or you was eliminated. Oh, that sucks. And see, that's what the heels do a lot. They argue with the ref and be like, come on. Yeah. Seeing that they worked a slower match back then. They almost like faster ones like nowadays. Yeah. To really go fast, fast, set it slow, and take your time. Take your time, tell your story, let it build up. Yeah. That's what they did very much in the back back then. Oh, no. Fritz is, uh, see, he's in a bear hug. See what I mean, Jackson? There's a lot. There's pretty much like Fitz. You won't see the high-flying stuff. Yeah, like, like she nowadays. Yeah. And see, like now, when they get thrown out of there, they don't really follow him a whole lot. They let them get back in the ring. Like now they just follow him around, see where they go, and then. Gonna fast forward a little bit, get to some wrestling right now. Uh, oh man, he's decking him. And he just went. Yeah, and see, doing the bad guy stuff. He starts now. See, look at the turnbuckles back then. They weren't that big. They weren't Dang. that padded. But that still got to hurt though if you aim into that. Yeah. He's going back out to the ring again. And I wish he watched 17 minutes. See, he's doing perfect heel stuff. Wasting time. Not even doing anything. Just. Oh, dang. He must have got beat. Oh. And see, you don't people see people just flip people over anymore. You don't see people, that right there is a sleeper. You don't see anybody use a sleeper anymore. Now the manager comes in and attacks him. Oh dang, he's getting his butt beat. Yeah. The other guys are just beating his butt. The ma- workers, the managers are not supposed to interfere. No. The push us let them do their job. But anyways, there was a Fritz in his uh, glory days. All right. Now we're going to talk about the first death of the uh, Von Erich family. Now, this one wasn't a suicide. He was just a little boy, Jackson. He's like, I think they said four or five. Dang. Yeah. The death of Jack Jr. The darkness that grew to envelop the Von Erich family began to earnest the quiet, tranquil 
with the uh, family's youngest. In 1952, Fritz and his then-wife, Doris, welcomed his first son, Jack Barton Atkinson, Jr., into the world. Sadly, Jack Jr., much like a majority of his brothers <coughs> born after him, did not get to live a long life. On a snowy day in 1959, Jack Jr. was electrocuted and drowned in a puddle in a puddle of snow, basically, mm. in uh, Niagara Falls. That well, because back then, you know, his dad he tells a story that a tra- an RV they traveled in because his dad was a wrestler, yeah. and they traveled around the United States like that, and that's mm-hmm. where they'd live. Well, back then it wasn't grounded or something, and when the kid went to climb over the front of it, it shocked him and oh, and he died. Died, and then he fell into that puddle of water and drowned. That sucks. Yeah. Jack was declared dead at just six. Oh, at a uh, age six, he was declared dead at age six. A defiant tragedy in the first of many for the Von Erich clan. On Dark Side of the Ring, Kerry confirmed having seen his father breaking windows in a violent ram in a violent rage following Jack's passing. Well, imagine that would set anybody off their kid passing away. Because yeah. Carrie's the only one left and he's the older brother. Uh, wow. Yeah, and he's the only brother left. Uh, where was uh Okay, his death, while emotionally damaged for sure, did not stop Fritz from doing his job, who opted to maintain his weekly travels. Sadly, not much is documented in regards to Jack Jr.'s brief life aside from a few scanned photos, home movies, and some uh, other stuff. Okay, like father, like son. The Von Von Erich's boys all grew up watching their father work between the squared circle. Now, the squared circle, they call it, that's what they call the wrestling ring. Mm -hmm. And they get that because that's what I think they used to call it a long time ago. And I'm not for sure, but I want to say like, when the, when the, in the carny days, I think I'm not for sure though. I need to look that up. Okay, where was I between the? Okay, the Von Erich boys all grew up watching their father between the squared circle, learning about the business from a very early age. Born a born a year after one another, Kevin, David, and Carrie Von Erich. Beginning training from a young age for careers in pro wrestling. Raised out in the country, the young man began training from a young age for careers in the pro... Duh. Okay. The young Von Eriks, when they they weren't training, would often hunt alongside their father. This installed in them a strong family uh, bond. That ended up benefiting them after benefiting them on down the line. Dang. 
especially when it went in between the uh, ropes under their father's tutelage, which means his training and guidance. Mm. The brothers all showed great promise in the ring when the when the time was right. They were unleashed on the pro wrestling world. A task made easier via their father's position of power. Following the end of his uh, in-ring career, Fitz took control of world-class championship wrestling there in Dallas, a.k.a. the WCCW, and proceeded to push his sons to the moon. Per Kevin's recollection on Dark Side of the Ring, their siblings... Their sibling bond made it all the easier to communicate non-verbally in the ring. Before too long, the three brothers, with their uh, dear old dad at the helm, was, uh, were rocketing towards the moon. Which, when they first got into wrestling, Jackson, they were, they were huge. It was a big ordeal, man. They could draw a house. And the pop, oh my God, them guys always got a good pop. How much longer you want to go? We've already done 25 minutes. You can go for a little bit longer and then when it hits 30 minutes and that's when we'll take it, that's when we'll stop. All righty. Okay, our next little chapter of the story is called They Were Very Popular Public Figures. The Von Erich Brothers... Yeah, the Von Erich brothers, Kevin, David, and Carrie, saw great success in pro wrestling during the late 70s and the early not early 80s. This is due to, in part, to many factors, not the least of which being their father helping to shine the spotlight on them. Dang. The spotlight in question was only magnified by the event of wrestling boom period of television helping them reach a wider wider mainstream audience <clears throat> that is true cuz when the 80s came the television boom got in more i mean you had the television boom in the 70s a little but really in the 80s too and that's when people could get more of their product out there and just okay. you know their area each brother got the opportunity to stand out, with each one bearing something different to, to the table. In Carrie's case, it was his physical and physical attributes and his charisma. For David, it was his understanding of technical wrestling. And for Kevin, it was mind-blowing speed and agility. See, now, Kerry, he was the muscly one. David was the taller one. And then Kevin, he was the barefooted one. He's the one that's still alive. Mm, okay. And there's still more, but they'll come <clears throat> in the picture later. Okay. The Von Erichs soon became household names, gracing television uh, screens, even the pages of comic books. Often in a crazy science fictional style situation, Yes, their, their exact black and white comic book 
comic books that saw the Von Erichs with Fritz in tow, taking on bad guys. Additionally, the siblings trio found themselves in television commercials advertising for the pizza and restaurant chain despite the... Uh, what? Stop talking into the mic, man. Okay. Despite the uh, commercially limited acting abilities. As the suffering... As the surviving siblings... Kev, sibling said Kevin on Dark Side of the Ring. This increased exposure also had made them so quite made them quite popular with the ladies as well. Which many which any matches during the height of their popularity and you'll note that the boys frequent difficulty even entering the often uh Crazy crowds. And I'm going to show Jackson that, how crazy the entrances was. It was crazy when they came to the ring. Dang. But I bet after when you show me that, we should take a break. Well, we'll probably uh, cut this one off for this one and do, do one later. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Let's see the Von Eriks. Von Eriks. What was that? It was probably used. I'm going to watch it 30 minutes, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's 30 minutes. Try to see, find one right when they come out. Oh, I want to see when they come to the ring. So I can show Jackson how crazy it was. I bet it was crazy. Here, I'll oh, do this. Oh, we just grabbing them, going, mmm, kissing them. I could not do that back then. <coughs> oh, come on. Give me a minute, guys. Give me a minute. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Yeah, he's looking all right. Well, I'm sorry for the pause here. I'm just trying to find a match with them coming out. How hard is that? If we don't find one, it's fine. We could probably look another Well, time. anyways, y'all should look it up. And if you have Peacock, go to the WWE. And you can uh, see them and how crazy the crowd was when they came in the ring. Because it was crazy. Because they would get mauled getting to the ring. It was cuckoo. It was, it was just one. Oh, let me make a note. <clears throat> this is where I'm going to stop. For today, because I, I don't like keeping these too long going over that stuff because I don't want to bore you guys. Okay. I bet it was crazy back then with all the girls swarming them. We just thought that they were just so popular. Even the guys would be like, hey, I want your autograph. Hey. Dang. Because, like, now that. they have boundaries where the crowd can't really interact that much that. with the. 
wrestlers coming out. But back then, the, you only had a little walkway to walk to the ring. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it is now. And before they invented um, barricades and all that. Well, they had barricades, Jackson. You're not listening. They had barricades, but the walkways were narrow. Oh, so people narrow. could just do that and touch you. Now they're wider. Yeah. And the barricades are better. Back then, the barricade, their idea of a barricade was just to string through some poles. That'd be funny. But I hope you guys enjoyed that one. But we will catch it up, and I'll read ahead and see what matches I need to uh, look up. But do you got anything, Jackson Baloney? No, not really. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you later. This has been Wrestling 101 with Jackson. And your co-host, the funky monkey, Stephen Booth, baby. We're going to get down and funky like a monkey all night long, baby. Saturday night, Starcade, me and you. (laughs) I know I don't like him saying the... um. Uh, Dusty Rhodes voice, but it's kind of funny now. You don't want me to do Dusty Rhodes voice, baby? I it's tell you funny. what. All right, guys. We'll see y'all later. Have a good one. And, uh, see you on the next one. Yeah. <laughs>